Welcome to Worlds of Books. Today is April 20th, 2014. I'm Mickey Prayan with my co-host Vicki Prayan. We will be discussing If You Were Here by um, Alifair Burke. Uh, Vicki, do you have any information on Alifair? I have to admit um, to... Um, not quite failure, but really, really, um, th- this is a challenging author to find information about. Um, I, um, uh, when I first stumbled across this book and, and read it, I thought, what a neat name. And then, of course, I heard from Mickey that um, uh, her father includes her name in some of his books. Um, so I am aware that um, she is the daughter of James Lee Burke, an author I don't like at all. Um, she was born in approximately 1970, um, and I, I could not pin that down any further than that. This particular book was chosen as one of the 20 best mystery books of 2013 uh, by Amazon. I'm not sure that they're the, <laughs> the greatest um, uh determiners there are, but um, they certainly sell a lot of those kinds of things. Um, Excuse me. Um, She has written, besides this and another non-series, a couple of series. She has the Samantha Kincaid books. Um, I have read all of those. They're they're very good. Samantha Kincaid is a... um, uh, a district attorney and gets into all kinds of trouble, of course. And then the Ellie Hatcher mysteries, and Ellie is an NYPD um, homicide detective, and she has all sorts of interesting adventures also. <clears throat> um, other than that, I really could not find much at all about this woman. She um, likes her privacy and has done a good job of, um, of keeping it. Well, one of the things I found out about her was she is a lawyer. She graduated from law school and did practice for a while. And um, she's done a lot of, of things, which, of course, I didn't write down because I thought you would. And I thought, well, why would I do that? Okay, let's talk about... Um, how people like the book. I hope you can hear me okay. I'm here because I did like the book very much. Just a great read, great character development. Yeah, I could sit and be an MAV if I'm still here, picky with the plot a little bit, but not bad. Not bad. And uh, uh, it just carries you through. And it, the first uh, maybe hour or two starts a little slow, but then it it picks up. Okay. I we haven't got to the character I hate the most. Who is Barrett? Lance. I'm done. Thank you. Now, Bob, you're mixing your characters up with that crappy Sandra Brown book we read the other night. That uh, Lance Barrett doesn't make an appearance in this book. Thank goodness. Uh, I enjoyed the book. I thought it was good. Yeah, it, it it didn't grab hold of me at the beginning. Uh, it took me a little while to get into it, but I, yeah, I thought it had enough uh, uh, twists and stuff to keep the plot interesting, and I. Uh, and I think she wrote it in such a way that you really couldn't figure out. Uh, you might have been able to figure out who the uh, who the bad person was toward the end when when they revealed it was it was female. But uh, 
Uh, yeah, it, it kept it kept my attention, and uh, I, I thought it was, I thought it was it was it was a good book. Uh, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it, and uh, I was I was playing around a little bit on Wikipedia while you were talking, Vicky. So I may have missed what you some of what you said. I couldn't find where her birth year. So I guess Alla Fairburke doesn't want people to know how old she is, but it says she's a professor of law at Hofstra University in New York now. But uh, if you didn't say that, there you go. Well, you know, it's interesting because Wikipedia is one um, source I tend not to look at for, <clears throat> excuse me, um, when I'm trying to find the author bios um, for for various reasons. Um, I try to go to the author's um, uh, personal or, or preferred or whatever author website to get um, as much information as I can and then look for any other bio stuff. So so there you found something that uh, I didn't because I didn't look at Wikipedia. So next time, I'll check it out anyway. Hi, this is Deborah, and um, I just want to tell you all first that I, I came to one of these three or four or five months ago, and I, I thought you were such a great group, and um, this happens to meet at the same time as a guide dog group that I run for my guide dog school. And this month we postponed a week, so I was really happy when I saw what the book was because I love Alifair book, and unlike Vicki, I love James Lee Burke and was so tickled when one day I realized that this Alifair fictional daughter was the name of his real daughter, um, and then started reading her books. I, I didn't know about the Ellie Hatcher books, so thank you. Um, anyway, so all that being said, I've read all of Samantha Kincaid and now this one, and I just I just think she's a lot of fun. I had trouble getting going uh, with this book. I kept falling asleep. You know, I tend to read late at night, and first two nights that I started the book, I fell asleep and I had to start over again. But once I really got into it, I was hooked. It's, it's a great story. Um, and, uh, yeah, since Bob named some character I never heard of, I guess that was another book. <laughs> because um, I, I always read acknowledgments, author notes, all that stuff. I love, I'm addicted to that stuff in books. In this one, there were 30 or 40 minutes of names that she acknowledged. She did a really unusual thing. She acknowledged every reader, apparently, who'd ever written her an email message. So if you haven't read those, I'm, I, it's kind of pathetic that I did, but I couldn't help myself. Um, but I noticed in the acknowledgments or the author notes at the end, she says that McFadden Jordan is a fictional Alifair Burke. And so you know from that that she too is a lawyer and writer, which I think I'd read elsewhere anyway. But she then goes on to say that her husband is a West Point grad. So I, I just found that really interesting. Um, so I, I will say, I'll save it, but I have a question that I came with everybody. So after everything else is talked about, I've got this question that I'm dying to know if anybody knows the answer. But I'll shut up for now and just say um, I'm really glad to be here, and I enjoyed the book very much.
And welcome to Don and someone who is listed as myself. Glad you guys could make it. Okay, since no one is talking, um, I, I, I feel the same about James Lee Burke. I really don't like his writing. I don't like his going to the um, uh, visit his wife and, and talk to her and get ideas from her. And That's just a little over the top. Uh, but I met him, and all I can say is... This is Sherry. Actually, my cell was trying to talk, but um, we can't hear. We couldn't hear you. Nothing came through when when you tried to talk. Um, I don't like James Lee Burke either. I'm not a big mystery reader in general. Um, I did like this book. It kept your attention. It, the plot was tight. It kept going. A few times, I'd have to pause and stop and think. Okay, wait a minute, and try to keep in mind all the different connections. It was a very complex plot. I thought with a lot of characters and a lot of connections which is a good thing. The one flaw that I found, though, that bugged me is that um, the policeman had killed Marcus and his prostitute-slash-girlfriend, Pamela, and they said something to the effect of, the men who took the cargo took Pamela's body. Well, why didn't they just take Marcus's body, too? And then there wouldn't have been any evidence of a death. That kind of bugged me, but other than that, I thought everything was wrapped up nicely and it had a satisfying ending. I th- let me try again. I'm still. I was stuck on Friday. I'm sorry. Uh, I think they had to leave Pamela. Uh, get it right now. You're, you're right. They could have. They could have taken both. Um, but that might have connected Pamela with uh, the boy Trayvon, or who am I thinking of? I'm, Marcus. Sorry. And um, maybe that's the reason he was thinking get rid of Pamela and then Susan could become Pamela. Maybe maybe the author is going that way. I don't know. But uh, Susan did become Pamela. So uh, that might have been the reason. we got to get rid of her. we got to get her body. But I don't think the men were thinking that. I think the author came up with that idea. I uh, found it a, a little hard to, to get going in it. Um, it took a while to... Uh, um, <laughs> for things to start functioning after this guy, uh, after she saves this guy on the uh, uh, subway. But um, uh, if one kept all the characters straight, and the, the book was rather convoluted, you had to you had to really pay attention. And there were times when I had to check back to see uh, another or part of another situation uh, to make sure I knew what what I was <laughs> doing. Uh, but it was a nice complex plot and it all it all worked. I also liked the ending. Let me say to myself if you hit F8 and write a comment and enter I'm sure Sherry or Mickey one of the guys and gals will read it. We're delighted you're here, whoever you are. F8, write something and enter. Well, I guess I'm the dissenting voice this month. Um, I tried to read this book. I tried it several times, and I kept having to go back. 
I got totally mixed up with the characters. I wanted to read it. I really made several attempts, and then I said, somehow this book and I just can't relate to each other, so I'll come into Worlds of Books and say that I didn't like it. I tried. I really did try. I don't know if I read for two hours or four hours or what, but I got so confused with the characters. Who was who and what was doing what to whom and the whole thing, so... Sorry, guys. Uh, Bob Acosta's been telling me I should read it. It's really good. And honestly, I did, but I just couldn't. But you can't like every book, can you? I didn't like the reader for this book, and I don't know why. Um, I, I just I had a hard time staying with it. Um, I thought parts of it were very interesting and very good, and and then I'd, I'd kind of lose track, and I'd have to try and figure out what I had. Uh, and she just didn't hold my attention for some reason. I, I can't tell you what the reason was. Um, I liked it. I would, In fact, I liked it enough that I read another book of hers, 212, um, which I got from Bookshare, and Bookshare's speech, or the speech on my cell phone, didn't detract from letting my imagination go, and it was a fantastic book. So I, I think it was the reader, um, but on the whole, I'd say I liked it. I thought it was good characterization and all that stuff. Well, I, th- I think we could, you know, look at it a little more. I, I I love your guy. I think it was was that J. Michael McCullough. There's so many readers that go through there. She wasn't. If it is, it's not her book. I agree with you. But I mean, Joni, it's. I don't want to tell you the whole story. I'm not going to stay on that long. But McKenna is the ADA, right? At first, it's starting to come back to me, and gets in trouble, you know, and then goes and becomes a newspaper reporter. Very bright woman. Patrick is West Point. So was Susan. Uh, they're West Point people, and Patrick works at a museum. And the, the the reason it's good is you don't know who's involved here. Is Patrick working with Susan, who's disappeared for 10 years? Uh, Adam seems like a good guy, you know, wonderful guy. He's, oh, let me help you, McKenna. She's searching for her girlfriend because she saw uh, the videotape. Uh, again, all those videotapes disappear uh, because of that. Dana or Jana, whatever her name is, that idiot who got paid paid off by Carter to uh, get rid of all the videotapes of the, the woman saving uh, uh, Nick, Nicholas, whatever his name is. So you got to just follow this through. You follow McKenna. McKenna is the one that ultimately, you know, takes us through. She makes mistakes. I think her marriage is weird. I mean, Patrick, they don't see each other. Maybe at night they do, and they did, but... They're gone. They're rushing career people. They're eating Chinese food. Run, 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 run. But that's the life she chose. And then she's wondering, but did he really love Susan? You know, on and on. So I, that's why I, I followed McKenna. Yeah, uh, J. Michael McCullough is, uh, is the one that read it. Uh, I can't say I'm familiar with her, but yeah, I thought she did a decent job. Uh, one thing I liked about this, and, and I guess it's true in this day and age, we all have to be aware of it. I thought it was well done the way she started piecing the stuff together and, and started visiting places nearby 
that had video cameras and stuff. And yeah, it, it's amazing to me how you can. I mean, I think that's pretty believable that you could you could find uh, uh, footage of people who may have interacted with folks like in line and stuff, like she did when she found out. Uh, I can't remember the guy's name that got killed. She called him the cleaner. Uh, she finally was able to track what he, down what he looked like. And uh, I, I'm not a I'm not a Twitter user, but I thought that was pretty cool what she did with with the Twitter accounts too. But uh, I, I found that pretty interesting. Somebody much smarter than me, tell me what was going on with Afghanistan. Was Susa, were they bringing in drugs to sell and it, it became a private venture or is it military? I got a little confused there. I guess they all went private after a while. But was the mil- is, are we saying that uh, this author is saying, okay, drugs come in from Afghanistan. It's just the way military works. Okay, if somebody could explain that a little bit, I'd sure appreciate it. I was a little confused by that, too. I don't think the military is sponsoring drug shipments to the United States, but I think the guy that, what was his name, that ended up being the bad guy that tricked Susan into helping him with the drugs, I think he told her that in order to get her to help because she thought that it was the military doing it, and therefore if she helped them, she wouldn't have to go serve in Iraq, which she didn't want to do because she was pregnant. And I think he was just lying. I think it was his own personal um, uh, entrepreneurship that was getting all these drugs smuggled into the United States using his military know-how. And I wouldn't be at all surprised if there's some truth to that with some enterprising uh, people over there uh, doing that. Okay, thank you. And Susan disappears and is is not an angel. You know, she gets through all that at the end and, you know, what, a year or something. But uh, she was she was doing private things, correct? Did she? I'm not. I'm sorry. I lost track. Maybe I fell asleep. Did she kill people? You know, did she do that, or did she just hide? You know, that's what I don't. And see her son once in a while. You know, uh, but I don't think Susan was an angel. That's what I'm trying to say. Certainly Gretchen wasn't, but Susan wasn't. Look what she did with all her friends. Everybody, she just disappears, and uh, I don't think was just praying in church for ten years. Thank you. Don, we haven't heard from you. Did you read the book? Did you like the book? Did you hate the book? Don has left us, I hope only temporarily. Um, yeah, you're definitely right, Bob. Susan was, uh, was certainly no angel. And uh, I, uh, Sherry, my understanding was the same as yours. This guy was using the, uh, the military for his own purposes. He, uh, I don't... Um, I, did not at all get the feeling that this was a, a, a general or acceptable thing. Um, I, as I said earlier, I really liked this book, um, and I've started reading more of this, this author's stuff. Um, two things that I found um, a little, well, the, the, the first thing I found a little hard to swallow was... <laughs> The uh, th- that scene near the beginning of the book where this woman chases this guy and, and finally catches him and uh, ends up uh, jumping down onto the, the tracks and the subway station and th- throwing him back up and then she gets up. All of this as the train is coming in and if you've been on a subway um, uh, at any time, you know that these, these things don't move all that slowly. Um, so I, I found that a little hard to swallow, but, um, you know, 
um, that part of the reading a book is um, is suspending belief. Um, and Joni, you were saying that you were confused because it was a little too twisty and turny. I love plots that have lots of twists and turns and, and characters and things. So maybe that's part of what appealed to me. Um, I thought that the most unlikable and 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 hard to believe character that was Gretchen. She just was she was a little too unpleasant. Um, and and maybe if she had been a, a little more um, I don't know, a, a little more like somebody I might know, um, I, I would have would have found her a little more credible. But she seemed a little I, I, that that particular character I felt was maybe a, a little a little strained. That's interesting. In my old age, I hope you'll educate me. Are you are are, are you ladies that bad when? Uh, how can I say? It? Your husband may have had an affair with your girlfriend prior to you getting married or anything, getting together. Uh, that was wild. Was that played up too much, or is that just? Of course, I'd kill any of Ruth Ann's boyfriends who walked in, but I'm, you know, I'm, you know, that's me. But my point is seriously. She really said, "Oh, they got together. Of course they did. They were West Point. They were junior years and sort of friends, but casual sex. I take it." Uh, and uh, Patrick is a man. He's he's a man. She, but I don't know that he was doing it after. I guess she did worry. Was he still doing it with Susan? Blah blah blah. So, but it, they played it big that she's really upset with him because of what he did 15 years ago or whatever it is. Well, I I think personally it would be very strange to find out that my husband had had a relationship with somebody that was a friend of mine. I don't know that I'd, I'd get quite as upset as her, but it would be weird. It would definitely be weird. And then on top of that, when she hears him on the phone saying, you know, your stuff is all over our apartment, and she realizes he's still talking to her. So those two things combined, that he never told her he had a relationship with Susan, plus he's still in contact with her, I think that's what really made her suspicious. I I couldn't really blame her too much for that. The one character I thought that wasn't really a main character, but the father of Gretchen and Susan, he really... He really uh, colored their personalities in a very negative way, and he sounds like he was a real jerk overall. And it's too bad he didn't live to see what kind of um, ruination he, he created by treating them so badly. I do think it's hard um, if you don't have a firm basis, if you have a, you know, to have have the guy you're married to, it would be hard be find out that he had an affair with a good friend of yours or keeping uh, close friendships going because you never know. You might know what he's doing, but what does she want? You know, this is just the way a female mind works. Well, now that I'm, I'm, I'm thinking on the plot and listening to everybody's discussion and stuff, yeah, you know, the plot was very twisty and very complicated, but now that I'm done with it and it's over with, I mean, a lot of it was, a lot of it was kind of produced just to to make it seem real interesting at the beginning. But now that I think about it, you know, they they led you to believe that Patrick was going to really have some kind of big, deep, dark secret, and that's the reason he wasn't talking with his wife about, you know 
talking to Susan again, but at, at the end of the day, I mean, why why wasn't he sharing that with his wife? I mean, I, I mean, other than plot development, so the book could could keep us all in suspense. I mean, she had contacted him and and said, I guess she asked him to keep it quiet, but I mean, I mean, he, he's married to to McKenna now. What I mean, or McKenna is that her name? Yeah. Uh, at the end of the day, there really wasn't any kind of big, big dark secret or anything that he was involved in that, that he shouldn't have told his wife what was going on, right? Or am, am I missing something? Yeah, you're exactly right, Alan. I totally agree. For a long time, I thought Patrick was going to end up being the cleaner. Um, I thought he was totally involved. And, and you're right. Now that I think about it and you mention it, there really was no reason for him not to tell her he was still in touch with Susan. Except that he had promised he wouldn't. And he kept his promise, and and in the book it specifically said, uh, she made me promise not to tell you, but I got to, you know, if I heard that type of conversation, and I was sure that she was still keeping uh, contact with my husband, and it was done on the sly like that, I'd be pretty suspicious, I'd be pretty upset, I'd be ticked off. Well, I think um, there are different levels of loyalty that we that we all have. So, you know, you have this deep-rooted loyalty to your best friend from high school, say, and your sister and your um, and your husband and all that sort of thing. I mean, I I think. Everybody has those, has conflicting, compartmentalized loyalties. So it it worked for me that Patrick, their West Point connection, bound him to Susan. And so they had a certain kind of uh, familial loyalty, if you will. And so he, it makes sense to me that he would, because he, he kept a secret from McKenna, but he didn't feel very good about it. Like and it, at the end of the day, when he got a call saying his wife was in danger, that was when he put his life on the line to go defend her. So he, he remained a definitely good guy in my book. Since I've got the mic, I'm going to throw my question to everybody because it's driving me crazy. Okay, when I read the author notes, she says, thank you to this person, that person, everybody and their brother. And then she says, and to my favorite authors who made cameo appearances in this book. Um, You can hunt for them like Easter eggs. Did you spot them? She's asking the reader, and her clue is that the authors are H.C., L.C., and some other two initial. There were three of them. Anyway, I just felt so dumb because I couldn't figure out who the authors were or what these cameo appearances were that she sprinkled into the text and i just wanted to find out if anybody else has a clue i don't but i but i want to say that uh yeah i thought patrick did it too i i thought you know because he didn't tell mckenna and again it might be one of these everybody tells me it's contrived the author can do anything with the book but when a friend calls me and says i want to tell you something don't tell your wife i said then don't tell me you know, I'm not I'm not an angel here, but I just think there's openness. You know, don't tell me that. I'm not. I don't want to hear it. And uh, well, you can tell her, I guess. Okay, we're not going to say anything else, but yeah, I'm probably we're going to share it. You know, 
and Patrick, uh, uh, you know, he, he looked like the guy, and maybe the author said, I'm, we're not going to have to tell. But remember, McKenna's killing herself, literally, trying to find the answer, running around and doing all kinds of things, and Patrick's back there talking to Susan, and because she made him promise, you know, he, he could have made McKenna promise, I'm telling you the story, let's go easy, let's work together to find break this thing open. But uh, he didn't, so he's harder for me to forgive, but maybe... Uh, you know, everybody comes from different places. Well, I've got one of the Easter eggs uh, uh, because I I bookmarked it in the book when they came to it. There, there was a line, just a brief mention, where I think somebody was, maybe it was McKenna, was going to a thrift store to buy some stuff. And she said she made a reference to a former military character who goes around the country with just a toothbrush, and it was a reference. That, that was L.C., Lee Child's Jack Reacher character from the Jack Reacher books is who that was refer- referring to. But I, the other two I did not know. One of them was Harlan Colbin, and I can't remember where it came in, um, but I found him. I saw the Lee Child now that you say the military drifter. I said, that's Reacher. Oh, my God, that's what. Listen, guys, I'm out of here, and uh, it's a great discussion, great book, and... I don't know when I'm in Hawaii if I promise to read any books, so we'll see. Okay, we're out of here. Thank you. Happy Easter to everybody. Happy birthday. Thank you. So that happy birthday was to Bob because today is my guide dog's birthday. So maybe that sounds pretty corny, but I think I think that's two really important people <laughs> sharing a birthday. And Alan and vicky was that vicky or mickey one of you anyway your geniuses your geniuses i will sleep better tonight having two of three easter eggs found i i feel really dumb thank you well bob's birthday is the 24th but i guess this is the date nearest his birthday that uh he'll be if he was in world of books and um what else was I going to say? Uh, well, I have the key. Um, I usually like twisty, turny books. I just couldn't get into this one. It just, I think there were a lot of characters. I think I kept falling asleep. I just um, got to a point where I had tried to read it several times and just could not get it. So, Mickey, was was that Harlan Coben reference to that Who's that sports agent she has that umpteen series about? I can't remember his name. I've read like one or two of them. I hadn't read them in a long time. Was was that who the reference was to, do you think? Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm pretty sure that he t- she talked about that. Um, and and I clicked in right away because I love Harlan Coben. But uh, I, don't, um, I can't remember what it was specifically. That would be Myron Bolitar. Um, yeah, I, I caught those two, the third one, and I don't, um, I don't remember. Um, I, I did kind of go through the author notes. I skipped over all those names of three zillion and one people because I was sure I didn't know any of them. Um, but uh, those, the, the Lee Child and the Harlan Coben ones, I got, and I, I just decided, well, I probably don't read the other author, whoever it was. And, of course, the really maddening thing is we don't know, and she's not going to ever tell us. Yeah, I got the Lee Child one. Even though I don't read those books, uh, that just sounded familiar to me, but I missed the Harlan Coben one. Um, 
this may be way out on a limb, but didn't she, did she mention anything by H.G. Wells in there somewhere? It seems like she might have mentioned a sci-fi book in there somewhere. Um, also, what Joni said, as far as the twists and turns, you know, I think part of my, I mean, I liked the book more than I disliked it, but it's, I'm not going to go out and read any of her other books probably. And I think I didn't feel the characters were well-developed. I didn't feel like you really came to really care about them. I thought it was more of a plot-driven book than a character-driven book. I tend to prefer the character-driven book. But I did think all the twists and turns at least did hang together and there weren't any gaping holes or anything, and it was really complex. And at the end, you could kind of look back and see all the connections, which is a good thing. For what it's worth, I think the third Easter egg author, I think the initials were L.S., um, I bookmarked it, but I don't have my player in here right now, but I think it was LS. It was HC, LC, and LS. Um, so that wouldn't fit HG Wells. That doesn't mean she didn't mention HG Wells. And I would agree it's more plot-driven than character-driven, although I think that McFadden is a pretty real character in Patrick too which kind of makes sense because she says in the author notes that they're based on herself and her husband. Um, what I found very troubling, and I this has bothered me when I read the Samantha Kincaid books too, she never acknowledges her father. She, it, that's really why I read that painfully long list of names. I was hoping to see her father's name in there. Um, there are some other Burks but there's no James Lieberg. And as a parent, I guess that bugs me. Like, I don't know. I, and I've noticed, I've looked for it in each of her books that she would say, my father is a successful writer and he was my inspiration or just somewhere slip his name in. So, Well, two things. I, I, I looked for the very same reason. Uh, could be either... We, you know, there's no explaining family dynamics. Who knows what relationship they have? Or does she not want to write on his coattails? My father is, you know, um, she's got to make some decisions there, and I guess she did. I don't know that I would have made it, but she did. Well, it's interesting that you would say that because, like I said earlier, the father in this book was a pretty unpleasant character um i haven't read any of her other books but does she have fathers in the kincaid series that are pretty unpleasant too and if so could we perhaps uh, draw a totally unsubstantiated guess that maybe she's estranged from her father yeah that's pretty profound vicky that makes me want to go back i don't remember but you know i mean me being me out here reading James Lee Burke, and I think he's a wonderful writer. And so I'm thinking, if he was my father, I'd be so grateful. But yeah, maybe there's something to that. I don't remember, but I'm going to notice it from now on, because you're right. The only... Actually, there's more than one um, unattractive father in this, because not only the father of Susan and Gretchen, the general... But this, the cop father, Joe Scanlon, is constantly beating himself up because he wasn't there for his daughter. So, yeah. Ooh, we're playing 10 cent psychologist here. Maybe we're onto something. Well, I know in the Ellie Hatcher books, uh, Ellie and her brother are 
on their own. They're they are their family. They're they they don't have parents in the picture. Um, and her their father um, committed suicide, um, and so that played a, a a big part in their teenage years and 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 that kind of thing. So there was that negativity there, but. If I remember correctly, um, Samantha Kincaid's father is one of her um, her heroes, and she does visit with him, and she does listen to his advice some of the time, um, and they do seem to have a, a really good relationship. But it, but um, stopping to, to think about it a little bit, it does seem that in general, the father, especially father daughter, father child, especially father daughter relationships are a little. Um, uh, certainly not, um, not, not what we would like to see, but then how many are there that are? Sometimes a child of a very successful person will, uh, do what their parent did, um, as a um, sometimes a rebellion, um, I can do it better than you did, Daddy. Um, and um, we don't know what kind of family um, she comes from. Maybe it was extremely dysfunctional. Who knows? Okay, um, I, I think I think we're onto something here. Um, Bob, you haven't said anything in a while. You you have you can you can speak. <laughs> if not, we we'll, we can pick our our book for next month. We have some some choices for you to make. Okay, he's not going to talk. Any anybody have any last minute uh, uh, comments? Well, thank whoever recommended this. Which one of you uh, ladies? Uh pick this one because yeah i like being exposed to uh authors i don't uh read on my own and this was this was a good choice thanks that was mine i uh sort of fell over this author and i said oh i'd really like to see what other people think and that's that's one of the things i like about this and some of the other um groups because if I really like or really don't like a book, I I want to know what other people think of it, and it's just um, it's, it's more fun that way. So, are we ready to talk about choices for May? And I had wanted to. I had been avoiding Ella Fair Burke books because I knew what her father wrote and disliked him enough that I thought, like father, like daughter, and I got to say I was wrong. Well, this is your lucky day. The two books that um, we talked about to throw out to you guys are um, uh, I'm going to get I'm going to get it wrong. I know I am. <laughs> um, lucky Man by Michael J. Fox, which is his memoir or a memoir, and the other one is. Um, um, a Lucky Life, My Life in and Out of Show Business. And, and that's not exactly the right title. Um, that's Dick Van Dyke. So um, both of those are fairly well-known people. Um, they're obviously nonfiction, memoir, autobiog- 
photography type things. Uh, so what um, what do you all prefer? Both of them sound good to me. So whichever is chosen, I think I, maybe we should have one for um, May and one for June. Yeah, they do both sound interesting. Probably if I had to vote, I'd pick Dick Van Dyke, but I'll uh, go with whatever the group chooses. Well, I like Michael J. Fox, and well, I like Dick Van Dyke too, so I, I guess I shouldn't be saying I watched both, both of their TV series. So uh, uh, Michael J. Fox is, is uh, I, I, I was a huge fan of Family Ties back in the 80s, I guess, but uh, and then his dealings with Parkinson's and stuff, I think, would probably be interesting. But uh, I, I would like them both, but I would I, I would have a preference for the Michael J. Fox book, I think, simply because it's probably more current. But uh, I'm good. Well, this is Deborah, and I won't be here because I'll be traveling. Um, but um, I just want to weigh in by saying that I've read them both, and they're both very, very nice books. But I have to say that the one that stuck with me more, which is more substance, is the Michael J. Fox. Um, but they're both, they're very nice and they're very, well, both of them are somewhat unusual in that they are memoirs written by celebrities without oversized egos. They're both very humble, grateful people and that for me that made both of these books very very pleasant reading well i think you have a good point alan about the parkinson's that would that would make me sway back maybe back the other way because that would be interesting to read how he came to discover he had that and how he dealt with it and stuff like that and remember the other one is still on the list to be read <laughs> and what we have been trying this year to do uh we've kind of batted this around a little in the past, but this year we have tried to stick with reading a fiction and then a nonfiction, just alternating back and forth to get a little more diversity in here. So um, we can certainly read one of them in May and another one in, um, say, August or October or something. Um, so it's not, um, doesn't mean we're completely eliminating either of them. I don't read a lot of biographies. I have read some biographies recently. I tend to read those of, of people I really am interested in. So I would take either of these because I'm, I, you know, uh, e either one, either one will will work for me. Uh, I can't, I can't really choose. Okay. Uh, the consensus seems to be a preference toward the Michael J. Fox book. Um, if people uh, want both books, but they would want the Michael J. Fox first. Am I, am I right? That means I am. Okay. Then for um, whatever day that is in May, the third Sunday in May, we will be reading Lucky Man, is it? Um, by uh, Michael J. Fox. Well, that is just great. I think that's a good choice. And uh, everybody uh, have a good uh, rest of your Sunday evening and the rest of your weekend. And thanks for everybody's excellent comments. Anybody have a book number for it? Um, I'm in the process of checking for all that information. I don't see that book on Bookshare. 
Um, if it if I do find it's there, I'll make sure that it's in the announcement uh, Bob Acosta sends out. And if you give me another 30 seconds or so, unless you have it right there, Alan, um, I will find the DB number. Oh, uh, you want me to look up the book number for what? I, I was distracted. I'm sorry. Uh, for the, the Michael J. Fox book? She'll have it in a second. While I just sit here and relax. See, I got the easy part. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. Um, it is, Lucky Man is on Bookshare, and now for the DB number. Okay, Lucky Man, a memoir, the DB number is 54165. 54165, Lucky Man, by Michael J. Fox. Thank you, Alan. Isn't this a great team? You know, everybody sort of pitches in where necessary. I'd have, I'd have had it. <laughs> it would have taken longer than that. So um, thanks to Alan, um, and that will be on the announcement um, when it goes to Bob Acosta, which means probably I better do it today since he's leaving, right? Um, this is Deborah, and I just wanted to say, which is not in response to Bob's leaving because I just had my finger on the control button and it peeped when it peeped. But... Um, uh, if you all really enjoy um, Lucky Man, which I think you will, just FYI, uh, he has done two other memoirs, and then because they're different. Lucky Man is when it starts when he's young and his discovery of the Parkinson's and stuff, and then the next one is Always Looking Up, which is later, and which is also quite wonderful. And then there's a third one, and I don't know what it's called, but I know there is another one, and I don't know if it's on Bard, but Always Looking Up is. So just FYI, if you enjoy it, there's more after that. Does Lucky Man go through the time period where he has Parkinson's? It opens with his discovery of the Parkinson's, and then it backtracks to his childhood. So, yeah, it, it opens with, I mean, it's... It's very memorable. I mean, it's probably been two years ago that I read it, and I can still remember the opening because he and and it's it's so great. I mean, I don't want to give you the whole story, but it opens with his is being in this hotel in Miami, and he's he's young and rich and famous, and it's all happened so quickly. And he says his finger is sending him a message, and it's one finger of one hand, and. The whole deal is that it's twitching, and he eventually learns that's the Parkinson's. But he he backtracks and tells the story of his childhood and his life, and it's just a really interesting story, and he's a good writer. And he, you know, a lot of celebrities co-write, which means somebody else writes, and they get the credit, but he, he writes these books himself. It's only his name on them, and... I just find him very charming and very inspirational. Yeah, I, I, I'll, uh, I mean, Deborah's read the thing, so she obviously knows what it's got. Uh, but the what the uh, the NLS annotation says is autobiography of, act, of actor who was diagnosed with early onset Parkinson's disease in 1991, reminisces about his uh, Canadian childhood, his move to Los Angeles to begin his film career at 18, his alcoholism, and his family, as well as coping with his condition. Some Strong Language, bestseller 2002. Alrighty. 
I'd probably have some strong language, too, if um, I found out I had something like that. Um, and for anyone who's interested in the um, uh, Ellie Hatcher series, um, that is not available on BARD. Bookshare has several of them, and there are others available from other sources. And um, the next one is due out in June in the U.S. So um, she's apparently kind of focusing on that uh, direction. Uh, this is Sherry. I, I did look up the date, and it looks like it's going to be May 18th. Sounds good. Thank you. So see you all on May 18th, or everyone who can make it. And Deborah, good to have had you come. We're, we are welcome anytime. And uh, see you next month. Goodbye, everybody. Have a good rest of the weekend.